Welcome back to The Word with G right here on ESPN 1420.com and the ESPN 1420 mobile app. Don't forget our ESPN 1420.com listen live player via the stream being brought to you by Michael's Men's Club. Fine food and beautiful women. I know a lot of you want to talk Cajuns and we will talk Cajuns and this whole situation going on between them and App State and, and, and everything being canceled. But I got a dandy of a conversation coming up for you now. A man who with plenty of experience in terms of throwing and mechanics and quarterbacks and baseball players and pitchers. Uh, He's a former Major League Baseball pitcher. He's been called the father of pitching. He coaches kids of all ages to be their own GOAT, according to his Twitter profile, which I absolutely love that. Uh, He's a world-renowned expert in the biomechanics of throwing motion, throwing coach for 22 of the 32 NFL starting quarterbacks, including Breeze, Brady, Cam Newton, many Major League Baseball pitchers as well. Founder of the National Pitching Association and co-founder of Mustard, an elite-level motion analysis app, which you know, somebody who coaches and teaches mechanics and things like that, I'm very interested to learn a little bit more about. Tom House is our guest right now. Tom, how are you, my friend? Thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Greg. Boy, you did your homework. I think you know more about me than I know about myself. <laughs> well, hey, look, when when I get somebody who who reaches out to me about getting somebody on on the show and uh, they their interests kind of align with mine, I really love and enjoy digging into what they do and how they do it and the athletes that they work with. Man, it's it's so interesting to me, and especially now with 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 baseball and sports and, and football the way that it is to just talk about these things. And me being, as I told you off the air, so into the mechanics of of throwing and hitting and baseball and not knowing a whole lot about football because I didn't play growing up as a kid in the organized football, all this stuff is very, very interesting to me. So I'm really interested to get a chance to talk to you. And first and foremost, with your business and what you do and how you work, how has COVID kind of affected what you do, if at all? Well, it's affected the delivery of our information and instruction. Um, like you, hands-on coach and lecturer, you know, an in-person guy my whole life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we couldn't do that, um, you know, starting March, April this year. So I've gotten very familiar with Zoom and, you know, all the, all the technology to get things out there remotely. It isn't my favorite way to coach, but I've mm-hmm. learned that it can be just as effective if both sides can put up with occasional technical difficulties and the fact that um, questions and answers might take a little longer over Zoom than they do when you're in person. But o- overall, I think um, what, I've, what I haven't been able to do by going on the road, um, we've been able to come close by sitting in a chair here in my office on Zoom. Again, Tom House is our guest. And uh, now moving into what you do in terms of working with NFL quarterbacks. And, and you, you're you the throwing coach and you work with, a lot with Drew Brees. And you've gotten an opportunity to really work with him after his shoulder injury there with uh, with the Chargers. And then transitioning to his time and, and you know his storied career here with the New Orleans Saints. And just talk to me a little bit about getting an opportunity to meet him. How did you go about meeting him? And then how did you guys end up working together and how did you kind of help him through that time with his shoulder injury? It, go, it goes all the way back um, when he was with the Chargers. I was actually still playing in professional baseball, just winding, winding down. Uh, and it, Cam Cameron was his offensive coordinator. And Cam had kids that were playing baseball. And one thing led to another. And initially, uh, the, the, meet, the meeting was set up by Cam 
more for mental emotional things, more for presence in the huddle and, you know, handling the stress and anxieties of the NFL, those kind of things. And um, what ended up happening, I think everybody knows, uh, Drew hurt his shoulder, uh, went to Dr. Andrews to get it fixed. And Dr. Andrews uh, has been a a 50-year colleague of mine. And when Drew was going through his rehab from the surgery that Dr. Andrews did on his shoulder, uh, I got involved there, and I uh, it very it was a fortunate set of circumstances under some unfortunate unfortunate happenings. I was pretty much with him every day for about three and a half months after his surgery. So we just started experimenting with things physically to get him strong, stronger, and functional with his movements. Started messing with his mechanics a little bit. We had the technology. I hit the crease perfectly with that in that we had three-dimensional motion analysis Mm -hmm. capabilities, and we had wireless EMG. In other words, uh, it was like a perfect storm for matching technology with the need that Drew had physically, and that's how it all started, I think, almost 16 years ago. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible and, and, and awesome that you got an opportunity to work with such a good guy and and uh, it's such a talented quarterback like Drew Brees as well. Now, when you started working with him after his surgery, did did he a big adjustment in terms of his throwing mechanics, or what were some of the biggest things that you helped him with in terms of being able to throw the football and, and be as just absolutely incredibly pinpoint accurate as he's been all throughout his career? Well, he was very, very accomplished as a quarterback before we even started working together. And what we had to do after the surgery is kind of rebuild, rewire uh, nerves and muscle and movement, and only to the capacity that he was capable of handling. Um, when you're when you come off of a surgery like that, um, you know what everybody what everybody needs to realize is you're only as strong as your weakest link. And when you've had a surgery, when you're trying to get back to to pre-injury form. There's all kinds of things that have to be balanced out. So we took our time. Uh, we, we addressed it, you know, nerves first, then muscle. And when nerves and muscle were talking to each other and could functionally handle the movements, then we started looking at mechanics. Um, we got him in the lab. We looked at his throwing motion. And we had previous film of him. So we were able to compare what it was, what it looked like before injury, and we just basically rebuilt to that uh, standard after his injury and his surgery. Tom House, again, our guest, the uh, father of pitching, a a man who used to play Major League Baseball and, and of course, now a world-renowned expert in biomechanics of the throwing motion and talking a little bit about Drew Brees. Now, I don't know how much you've gotten a chance to work with him lately or you know if you get a chance to watch him all that much but um you know there's been a lot made of especially in this area you know obviously with it being a big saints contingency of his inability to to really let it loose and throw the football down the field do you think there's anything to that that he just he doesn't have that arm strength anymore or is it is it truly just hey look this is what the defenses are giving him and he's just like hey i'm I'm gonna take what's kind of given to me greg that's a great question and I think you, the second part of your answer there was uh, was the correct answer. I, I We worked, uh, Drew lives just up the street from me here in Del Mar, San Diego, California. 
And so we train three, four times a week all summer long, even even during the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for a fact that he's capable of throwing uh, the football 55, 60 yards because I've seen him do it. We trained him uh, with weighted balls and miscellaneous other implements to actually be able to do that physically. Now, if he hasn't been doing, we, you know, you've seen what he's done over the last couple of games. Um, we, we, he hasn't thrown a long ball, but I think you hit it right on the nose when you said they, the defenses probably haven't given it to him. Mm-hmm. And Drew is a master of, of adjusting to what the defenses are doing. Um, I would have to trust his age and experience and the fact that he knows what he has to do to survive and thrive in the NFL. And it's just a matter of time until he gets all these pieces back. I understand that um, his receiver, I'm drawing a blank. Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas is coming back. And that will probably open up the field. I'm going to bet on the salty vet. Um, You're going to see plenty of long balls. You'll see all kinds of, um, you know, adjustments to what the defenses have been doing. But I can tell you right now, he's capable of throwing the ball 50, 55 yards, no no problem at all. Speaking of salty veterans and another guy that you got an opportunity to work uh, with through a, a man who used to play quarterback and, and who also used to pitch at SEC, or USC, your alma mater, um, in Matt Castle, and, and Tom Brady, you got an opportunity to meet him through Matt Castle. And, and how, have you, how has it been working with him throughout the years and keeping him and his throwing mechanics and, and his, his ability to, to play the quarterback position at such a high level throughout his elongated career? Well, we, we know for a fact that the aging process, you, you can't stop it. No, nobody, nobody beats the aging process. But you can delay it. And we, the, the research that we generated when I was uh, with the Texas Rangers we, we figured out, and guys like Nolan Ryan and Jamie, Jamie Moyer proved it. There's no reason you can't um, be you know, efficient and successful at age 45. There's no reason you can't do at age 45 what you did at age 25 if you have figured out the right process for you and what you personally have to do to succeed as you get older. And what you've seen with Tom Brady is exactly what we saw with Nolan Ryan. He's doing all the if-thens, and he's still producing at an elite level. I think it. I think Tom is a year older than Drew, but but these guys, they, they I, I've never seen anybody work harder at the things they need to do to continue to be successful at what they love to do, and that's being a quarterback in the NFL. So I hope that makes sense. The research yeah. says there's no reason you can't do it 45, what you did at 25. But you have to have someone address what your needs are. Tom House, again, our guest, a world-renowned uh, throwing expert here, t- chatting, chatting a little bit uh, about uh, a couple of the players in, that he's worked with in the NFL. And now I'm kind of curious. You spent a lot of time around the, the game of baseball, much like myself. Obviously, you have much more experience than I do, and you've played at much higher of a level than I've ever attained. But I enjoy working with kids, and I feel like I've I've learned a, a good deal uh, about the game of baseball through working with with various people in the Northeast and now down here in the South. And and when you look at baseball players, specifically pitchers and and and, and quarterbacks, 
What's the biggest difference, or are there a ton of similarities between what the mechanics of, of how a pitcher is supposed to throw and how a quarterback throws? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very similar. Um, in fact, the throwing signature, uh, just the arm angle and the arm path of a, of a, of a, of a guy was, was pitching and or quarterbacking, it, the only difference is it's a shorter stroke. Uh, your arm action isn't quite as long. Um, with a football because it's heavier. Mm-hmm. The only real difference between being a quarterback and being a pitcher is timing. Obviously, a quarterback has to do all his stuff, get the ball out of his hand, you know, around, you know, 0.5, around a second at the, at, the, at the most. A pitcher can take as long as he wants into foot strike, and the ball will come out about 1.25 seconds later. So there's a timing issue. Pitchers can take as, as long as they want to get into foot strike. Quarterbacks have to get their foot down really quick um, because they got you know two tons of of animals chasing around in, <laughs> in, the, in the behind center. So it, to answer to try to clean up what I just said, that there's really no difference in the throwing motion. Mm-hmm. It's just the timing that it has to be done. That's the difference between a pitcher and a quarterback. Now, if if you were talking to, and I'm sure, like you, you know, your your Twitter bio says, which I absolutely love. Like I said, I co- I coach kids of all ages to be their own goat, which is terrific. Um, what would you what What do you tell a young athlete who wants to improve and work on their mechanics? There's some things quickly that you could share with us that uh, that if a young person were listening, that uh, that they could tell them, or if there was a parent of a young person listening, that that you could tell them and share with them. Sure. Um, it's the, the cliff note version of everything we do with, with throwing is you, you need to go as fast as you can. You need to, you need to keep your eyes level. You try to firm up your front side. You try to keep your glove side or your uh, non-throwing side as a, a quarterback, your front side firm, and you need to keep your back foot on the ground till the ball leaves your hand. If you can do those four things, Go fast, eyes level, firm front side, drag your back foot. You, you watch any watch a kid throwing a rock, watch a shortstop throwing, watch an elite pitcher throw, watch a college quarterback throw. All the good ones do that. Go fast, eyes level, firm front side, drag your back foot. Nice and easy. I like it. Simple, simple. Ver- I know there's much more to it than just that, but yes, the cliff note versions – uh, is is something nice and simple there for sure. Is Can there? I add something else. Absolutely, to that? go ahead. Yeah. Don't specialize. Let kids play all sports, all the sports they want to play, mm-hmm. and don't think about narrowing it down to one sport until their junior or senior year in high school. So one of the issues that we're seeing around the world, and it's one of the reasons that we're we're doing this mustard app, is that right now as we speak. 80% of young athletes, male and female, stop playing their sport by age 14. And that just shouldn't be. So play as many sports as you can, anything that you're interested in, and try, try as best you can to have fun doing it, get the best information possible. The power of play and the things you learn, um, the fun you have while you're playing are, are a difference maker in your life. So that's pretty much what mustard is all about. 
Well, trust me, we were. I want to get into mustard with you here in just a minute. Again, Tom House, again, our guest, talking uh, pitching, quarterbacking, uh, biomechanics, all that good stuff. I have three quick one for quick ones for you, and then I want to ask you, and I want you to tell us a little bit more about what mustard exactly is. But three quick ones for you here, and you can answer them fast. You don't have to go into too much detail. But I've always been curious about this. As somebody who's worked with kids and who is, you know, grow up growing up playing the game of baseball, how early is too early for a younger pitcher to be throwing a breaking ball or curveballs, things like that? All right, that's a great question. Um, thrown properly. Um, a curveball is easier on the arm than a fastball is. Where kids get in trouble with a curveball and where they end up hurting their elbow or their shoulder is they, they think they have to twist as they throw it. But if you think about when, you, when you're pounding a, a nail with a hammer, the, that is exactly the same action that a curveball requires. So if you could get, get, get your curveball grip, whatever it is, kind of squeeze the heck out of it and preset your forearm in a karate chop or the same angle that you would if you were pounding a, a nail with a hammer and keep that into release point, that you should be able to throw a curveball when you're five years old wow. without hurting your elbow. So it's when you t- try to twist to make the ball break. I see that. You end yeah. up hurting your arm. Yeah, I'm literally. I'm just trying. I'm doing it here in the studio, and I'm just working on. It. You're absolutely right. Like when you do that twisting motion, which you see a lot of kids try to do to to get the ball to spin, it doesn't work. But when you pull right down on that ball, and like you said, that hammer motion, it's uh, it that yeah, that's a lot less stress. Uh, also, do, do you buy into pitch counts? Uh, because I know a lot of things. You know, are made in Major League Baseball. If once guys get to about 100 pitches, boy, they're done. They can't. They can't go any farther anymore. But you look back on on when you were playing. Sometimes it 130, 140, 150 pitches, and no problem. Well, um, and again, that was my generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I truly believe there's three things that keep a kid's arm healthy: his workloads, the number of pitches that he throws in an inning, a game, you know, a week, a month, or a season his biomechanical efficiency and his functional strength. And the research um, done primarily by uh, American Sports Medicine Institute, Dr. Andrews and Greg Rose, if you went to ASMI.org, he has age-specific pitch totals. And those guidelines were, were generated with a whole lot of input from people like myself, obviously Greg uh, Dr. Andrews and Glenn Fleissig, and uh, I really believe that pitch totals are one of the top three things to keep an arm healthy. Okay, what was that website again? It was ASMI.org. Got it. And what you're looking for is uh, age-specific pitch totals. All right, and, fi- and finally, before we get to talk a little bit about Mustard, give me your favorite guy to watch pitch in the big leagues right now. Boy, there's some... Um, <laughs> well, you can give me a couple really, if you want. Well, DeGrom is, continues. Uh, he's kind of today's version of Nolan Ryan. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw is today's version of Sandy Koufax. But you could go to any staff in the big leagues right now and find young pitchers that are throwing way better than anything I did in my generation. So that speaks really well to the pitching coaches that are out there 
the science that's out there, the medical get the medical uh, side of the equation getting involved with arm health. And even though there, there are more arm injuries than I would like to see, I think the overall skill level and talent level of pitching in the major leagues right now is the best it's been ever. Well, as a Met fan, you, uh, you, you hit a soft spot in my heart by mentioning DeGrom first. I will tell you that. He's just so much fun to watch pitch. Uh, but but tell us a little bit more about Mustard. You you co-founded the, uh, the this um, elite level motion analysis app, and it seems to me very intriguing. Now tell me a little bit about just kind of an overview of what it is and and how it works and and whatnot. Well, what we were after, Greg, was how could we give how could we the information that elite athletes get when they come to. Um, myself at the MPA or 3D QB, um, how, how could we give young athletes that quality of information without them having to, to pay the money that the, the big leaguers pay or come out to California or go to a specific area for a camp or a clinic? And as luck, as luck would have it, technology has shown and this is what's been so exciting for me. Everything that we have researched, everything that I've been doing for the last 50 years can now, if a, if a family has a cell phone, um, they, can, they can get all, all the measurables, all the quantifiables, and all the problem identification and solution that the elite athletes get when they come to, a, to, to me for a weekend. They can actually get it in their own cell phone. Mom, mom could film video of her son throwing in the backyard, mm-hmm. and through through the app, uh, in 30 seconds, get a motion analysis of that throw or that delivery. That is the equivalent of what we've been doing in the labs for the last 25 years. Wow! So it's pretty exciting. It basically democratizes the information and the instruction, and we feel that if we can get um, if, if a family has a cell phone and they're, they're willing to do the capture and, and get on the app, they will be able to give their child the same, the same quality of information and instruction that our elite guys get. That's absolutely incredible. Again, Tom House, again, our guest. Now, is, is, uh, is this app out there yet? Is it, is it available for people to download? Um, it, we're in beta testing right now. The, gotcha. the launch, we actually launched everything about three weeks ago. And if uh, I'm glad you asked. If, if you kind of watch the progress, uh, if you went to Team Mustard, T-E-A-M-M-S-T-R-D.com, and just follow that, we figure by first quarter of next year, we'll be able to do pitching with everybody. And then we're going to follow that up with hitting. We'll do pitching and hitting in baseball first. And obviously, if you can do baseball, you can do softball. So we got the, the gals and the guys involved there. And we're going to follow that with football and then get into the other sports, you know, golf, tennis, whatever rotational sport comes after that. So uh, teammustard.com, just kind of follow along. And I do know they have signups now. Uh, for people that would like to get involved in the various stages of beta testing, mm-hmm. 
Um, if you have a listener out there that would like like to get in, have their child get involved in the beta testing, get on and and get you know get on the wait list. It will definitely be worth their while. That's awesome. Yeah, teammuster.com, T-E-A-M-M-S-T-D-R-D.com. Uh, you can request early access. I'm on the website right now. That's uh, that's phenomenal, man. It, really good stuff. I, I'm curious, though, and I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this, Tom. But wh- why mustard? Why did you call it mustard? All right. Now, remember, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm the dumb jock. I'm the old coach. I, I listen to the smart people that have put this app together mm-hmm. and we went through, I bet you we looked at a thousand different names and some of my thought were stupid. Some of my thought were perfect. Um, but the net result of everybody's thinking was that mustard had, it had playfulness involved. It was something, you know, put some mustard on it. It had applications. Yeah. Nobody could find anything wrong with the word mustard. So, um, that's pretty much how it ended up. What sold it for me was um, the, you know, when you squirt mustard on a hot dog. Yeah. Um, you know that the, the yellow container with the point on it. Anyway, that uh, squirt became my favorite character. What what they did was put a mustache on it and a pair of glasses. It's kind of like an emoji of me. That's you. So, yeah, squirt. <laughs> I don't know if it shows on the website. I can't remember. But squirt is kind of the mustard version of what I look like. That's, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't see it on the website. There is a bottle with some eyes, but it looks like a. It's it's talking about Joey Steele, who's who's got a quote here. It looks like a young mustard bottle. It's not the aged, saged veteran with the mustache yeah. and the glasses like well, you are. <laughs> maybe I gave it away, but it's coming. It, it makes a whole lot of fun of me, which I think is just fine. That's all good. A little self-deprecating humor never hurt anybody. Tom House has been our guest. You can find him up on social media. That's on Instagram and Twitter at Tom House Sports. Again, go to teammustard.com. That's basically Team Mustard without the U.com. And if you have a uh, student or a um, a child, and I'm going to request this to the 30 some odd clients that I work with around here that they go in and they request some early access so they can get involved with this as well. And hopefully we can start spreading this around Southwest Louisiana for you, man. I'm excited about this app and I cannot wait for it to drop. And I can't wait to utilize it myself as a coach, man. Thank you so much for dropping some knowledge and, and spending some time with us. Thanks for having me, Greg. I had a good time. No problem, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. There he goes. Tom house here on the word with G. All right, we got to step aside. We got to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to get more into the Cajun football situation. Is App State trying to duck us? How many players would it take, or which players would it take, for the Cajuns to do sort of something similar to what App State did? And we also have to be respectful of, obviously, it's a a little bit of a grieving time around there because they did just lose a student, a 19-year-old student, to COVID-19 complications, neurological complications. So there is that, unfortunately. But we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. We'll give you the latest and what's going on with the Cajuns in App State and all of that. I want to get your thoughts on it as well. And the Cajuns need a new football game to play in a couple of Saturdays give you some ideas when we come back right here on the word with g on espn 1420.com and the espn 1420 mobile app